listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts as we review video games from all systems and all genres. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Zap Night. Uh, this is episode 61. I'm your host, Danny, and today I have a very good friend of mine, Jinx, with me on the show. Hello, Jinx. Hi, Zap. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... This month we've been playing uh, Resident Evil 4, and uh, this is my first time playing Resident Evil 4, but that's a very different story for you. So what's what's your experience oh, yeah. with 4? Like, have you played it since the um, beginning? Yeah, basically. I can remember when it came out, I was a sophomore in high school, and everybody was talking about it. Everybody was talking about it, how scary it was, how amazing it was. I got my hands on a copy, and that was, like, 2005, and I periodically play it, like, to this day. How many times do you think you finished it? Uh, fully beaten it? Definitely at least 100 times, seriously. That's insane. That is crazy. Um, well, I've only played it once, um, and I had a pretty good time doing it, too, uh, but before we talk about, you know, our experiences on playing this game, uh, let me run down a few of the basics that, that we have for it. It's developed by Capcom. Um, it was originally released in 2005 on the GameCube and PS2, and then it was re-released on uh, the Wii in 2007, and um, then there was many ports to that release. So we have a port for the X, uh, Xbox One and PS4 that was in 2016, and then they released it again on the Switch in 2019. There's a couple other ports of it, too, for um, the, like, iPhone and Android, though I have no idea how you would play it on those. But in any case... <laughs> right. Um, so... Story. I'm going to butcher the story. I'm going to try my best. So fill in the blanks as, as you see that we need to. Um, but the story kind of starts off with um, six years after Resident Evil 2, uh, Leon is um, sent on a mission to recruit or rescue the president's abducted daughter, Ashley, from a cult in Spain. When he gets there, he's dropped off into this remote village where he finds all the locals to be hostile. He um, makes his way to through the village um, and finds that it is under control of this cult group called the Los Illuminados. Uh, and that they have been infected with the Las Plagas, which is... Um, a parasite that is infecting the body. And um, it's able to control the minds of those villagers. Uh, Leon eventually gets captured and injected with this lost Plagas and is held captive with Louis Sarah, who they eventually work together to escape. And um, Leon then learns that Ashley has been um, help, being held at the church and he pursues to find Ashley. Now, who who is Louis Sarah exactly? Like, I kind of get bits and pieces of him along the way, but like, what what do you know of him? Uh, he is a scientist uh, working for Sadler, and he was developing the Lost Plagas. Um, so originally, they unearthed them, like they were fossils. Right. So, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, he was one of the scientists who sort of brought them back to life and. I'm assuming experimented with uh, infecting people. Okay, so 
Leon eventually begins to attempt to rescue Ashley. He finds the leader, Sadler, of the leader of the Los Illuminados, um, and he kind of reveals his plan about taking over the world. And this is kind of your your opportunity to get your end goal. So, like, his his plan is to kidnap Ashley, achieved, inject her with the Las Plagas, <laughs> achieved, and once he has Ashley under his control, he wants to send her back home under his influence and infect the president with, like, a master Las Plagas, some sort of special specimen, and um, eventually take over the world. So once the president's under the influence, then, you know, he slowly would try to take over everyone and rule the world with this Las Plagas. Uh, of course, of course, the first step is to infect Americans, right? <laughs> well, see, what, what I find funny is that America's got their own zombie issue going on at the same time. So, like... You know, I don't understand why why he thinks that this is going to be that easy when they're already dealing with a very similar issue anyway. But anyway, right. Leon and Ashley <laughs> attempt to make an escape, but quickly get swarmed by the Illuminados. Um, they flee to a nearby castle that they find out is under the control of Salazar, who is also part of the Los Illuminados. Um, and... Eventually, Ashley gets trapped and separated from Leon, uh, luckily, because the game would be a nightmare if you had to deal with Ashley the whole time. <laughs> those those traps are ridiculous for her. Oh, I they know. They really are. Especially that first one, because she has to be in a very specific spot in order for that trap to work. And exactly. even then, I mean, she could have lost a limb. She could have lost a head. Like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Oh, I know. It was such a small amount of space. There, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But, really I mean, that's the fun of it, I suppose. I, they had to separate her in some way, and that was, like, their best way of doing it. Um, they showed so, a little mercy. <laughs> right, yeah, I suppose. Um, so, with Ashley gone, um, Leon has to obviously find her again. Um, and he runs into Lewis, who is trying to deliver some pills and the Las Plagas parasite sample. And uh, Lewis eventually gets himself killed by Sadler, and Sadler takes the, the specimen back. Uh, but Leon is able to keep these pills, and these pills are um, a way to slow his parasite down from infecting his body. Uh, but it doesn't. Yeah. It it doesn't remove it. It just slows it down. The development. Yeah, it tries to suppress the growth. Right. Now Leon makes his way to confront Sa uh, Salazar, who's the owner of the castle, and learns that Ashley's been taken to a nearby island. Uh, Leon does kill Salazar and um, makes his way to the island, and he quickly runs into Crazier. Crazier. Krauser, uh, yeah, and and <laughs> Ada, who um, is responsible for kidnapping Ashley, and is ultimately working with Wesker, who's trying to get that Plaga sample. Um, so he fights. Um, 
I'm I'm butchering this name, and I don't know why, because you've told it to me many times. Cra- cra- <laughs> Cruiser? Krauser? Krauser. 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 Think, okay. think of, um, maybe think of sauerkraut. <laughs> Krauser. <laughs> Krauser. <laughs> <laughs> so Krauser um, pursues Leon in an effort to kill him. Leon does eventually kill Krauser and finds his way back to Ashley. They go through a facility, um, like the lab facility within the island, and they find a specialized machine that has the ability to remove the Las Plagas from a body, which this spot was really funny, and we'll, I'll, I'll come back to that. That, <laughs> that spot's really weird, because it seems random if you don't read every single thing. Anyway, um, with the, the Plaga removed from both Leon and Ash, Ashley... Uh, Leon's able to confront Sadler without having any ill effects from Sadler's ability to manipulate the bug inside of him. Leon kills Sadler with the help of Ada, who gives him the rocket launcher. It's Yeah, a special rocket launcher. It's got a red tip. And know, that's the so only you know time that you special. get that, right? Yeah. You also have to make sure you have the inventory for it. That's one thing that sort of sucks when you get to that point. You might have to discard quite a few things but i did give you a heads up about that yeah before the and that, final fight that did help and i mean for the most part when you're fighting sadler like you are using up some of your items anyway so most of the time i think you would have the inventory space you might just have to rearrange it but yeah once you get the Possibly. Once, you, once you get the rocket launcher you kill sadler with it and um you grab the the Las Plaga sample, but it's quickly taken away by Ada, who escapes via a helicopter. And at the last minute, she tells Leon about the island being timed to explode and gives Leon the keys to her jet ski, where Leon <laughs> makes his way to the to the pier with Ashley and they make their escape while the island's exploding. It's this big, uh, this big action moment. And then they make their escape and that's pretty much it. So it's a fancy way to go out for sure. Yeah. And, and that ending was pretty cool. Um, I mean, I butchered it when I played, I ran into that fence and then I had to do it all (laughs) over again. (laughs) When, when you, like, I saw that moment, there's one side that was open that you were obviously supposed to take. And then you took the barred one. I was like, no, I I died a little. (laughs) I was, I was so focused on the, like, I was, I think there was like a corner that you're turning and it was like, I could see that there was like a bridge or like a tunnel and I'm like, okay, there's a tunnel. I'm aiming for the tunnel. So I started heading towards that tunnel. I'm like, wait a minute. It's all barred off. The second time I did it, I'm like, okay, well, I know not to go down that tunnel. There's another one. So I, I made it work. Yep. Um, so what'd you think about the story? I mean, I know that you have um, way more experience with the story than I do, but what, what do you think? <laughs> Well, as far as Resident Evils go, it is sort of out of place. This story isn't so much told by pieces of paper. Like, it gives you some information on paper, but I don't feel like it has as much of an impact as previous games did. You sort of get uh, calls from Hunnigan and then your actual enemies in the game. That sort of fills in some of the gaps, too. But the story is a little more vague, in my opinion, uh, versus previous titles. Sure, yeah, I agree. This story is very much cutscene driven, 
And if you didn't read any of the notes, nothing really seems out of place. Like, if you just watched the cutscene and didn't read anything, you would get the majority of the story. And this is where I kind of want to bring back that the the moment where you use the machine to take the the parasite out of Leon and Ashley it seems out of place because that's the only that's the only time that if you didn't read that segment of how this machine works then when you get there they're just like they know what it is and they know how to use it and it's like this big like i don't know it it just seems out of place like they're missing a cutscene in between you know what i mean yeah, they just end up there and just know what to do, which is right. strange. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, everything seemed very coherent <laughs> and cohesive. I mean, there wasn't anything that I felt like I didn't understand. I mean, I you know, when you're first starting out, you have no idea who these people are, or you know, you being a Resident Evil, you kind of think that they're going to be zombies, but then they're not zombies. And, you know, they're actually infected by this parasite, and I don't know, it's it's a very different take from at least Resident Evil 1, and I kind of, and it, it's probably just me, but like, I assumed that Resident Evil games, it's about the zombie, you know, the, the zombie injections that these people have, this like this infection that they're getting, but then... The T-virus and right, the right. viruses... And, like, I feel like this one is totally not that at all. Like, the U.S. Yeah. is kind of fighting their own zombie apocalypse, and then Leon is shipped off to Spain, where they're kind of doing something <laughs> else entirely. Just one guy to save the president's daughter. Right! Leon, yeah. he, can, he can do it all by himself. They have that much confidence. <laughs> I think, well, and they kind of talk about that a little bit, where they wanted to keep it as much underground as possible because the more people they have involved the more likely it is to get into the media and i don't think the president wanted it to be in the media but still like you're you're right they really should have had more people in this mission than just this one guy although you know we got callbacks now to uh to uh, metal gear solid where they're just you know, yeah, everything's about to blow up with the nuke, but we'll send in this one specialty guy who can do it. But I don't know. I mean, it, it gives a decent <laughs> plot point, you know. Um, something that I found interesting was the castle section. While that was like my favorite part of the game, that's it really, my favorite too. It really didn't have any like story significance other than like filler. Like, you don't learn a whole lot other than. Lewis, who's delivering the medicine and the Los Plagas to you, but then it gets, Lewis dies, and then that's it. Like, there's real no story significance to that whole, like, segment. Yeah, that, uh, the castle part definitely, um, only had significance, really, with, uh, Luis, and, um, well, the very end with, uh, <laughs> I want to call him Napoleon. Um, <laughs> I know, because he was, like, a Napoleon. Salazar. Salazar. Salazar <laughs> yeah. Slytherin. <laughs> yeah, he's he's in the castle like here and there. He's mostly just towards the end. He makes like one or two appearances before that. Yeah, but I mean, even his role wasn't anything other than to be a nuisance. I mean, yeah, I don't he know. was definitely he was definitely. Um, I mean, I always thought of him sort of as comic relief because he was just so funny. He tried to be serious. He tried to 
command a lot of you know attention and power but he just sort of <laughs> he, was, he was like a little kid i mean yeah i don't know was... if he actually was but man he was he was only like two feet tall i swear he i think he said he was only 20 years old in the game oh really there was some backstory behind him that I kind of picked up on. I should have reread it, but I know that like there was something about the butler and how the butler was following his commands blindly, but was upset to find out that that Salazar was going down this dark path or something like that. But I know that that Salazar right. has this big backstory, but still, like when you look at the overall story of Resident Evil Four, the like the castle section doesn't really fit in story wise, but it, it's awesome for gameplay. So it's like I don't know, it's just kind of odd. It seemed out of place. I I enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad it was there, but um, yeah, definitely the significance in the castle scene is just for Salazar and Luis. Right. So what did you give it for a score for story? Since it's sort of out of place and it's true, you don't really need to read anything in order to get the story. I feel like it's a little weak with um, comparison to other Resident Evil games. Okay. Um, so I gave it a six. Okay. I gave it an eight. And wow. Yeah. Like, okay. So from my point of view, as the story, as it is a standalone game, I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed the trying to figure out what this Las Plagas thing was and what's wrong with all the villagers and, you know, trying to kind of unravel this mystery behind it. That was a lot of fun and there was a lot of good information in there. I could see where, if you're looking at it from like a, an overall, like a whole, how it fits into Resident Evil it may be out of place, but like from my point of view, I don't, I don't know. I've played one and I've played four. So like as a standalone game, I thought that the story was pretty good. Um, again, there was, there was a few like weird spots. Um, but I think that that's really why I gave it an eight instead of like a 10, but right. you know, it, it could have been told a little more thoroughly. It could have been, um, told, maybe maybe deeper information in the notes like there was notes strolling across but it was more of a what Sadler is thinking and what Luis is thinking and what Salazar is thinking and it's not really like more detail well, about the Las Plagas and you know it's there but it's not as deep yeah. as it could have been well, I, I mean I definitely enjoyed it this is one of my favorite games I loved it but my lower score, I suppose, is just in comparison to the older older games. Um, I think it's because for me, if I can get emotionally into a game, it hits harder for me. And even though I did really enjoy Resident Evil 4, it didn't make me feel sad for any of the infected. It didn't make me wonder what happened to any specific character. Yeah, I, it just I agree. wasn't as deep for me. So... Like, I did enjoy it, but story-wise, it's a little, in my opinion, average. Sure. Even though, it, even though it was great, it was a great game, but a little average uh, in the storytelling department. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I have to say, I not once when Ashley got captured, which happened multiple times, 
was I like, oh no, Ashley, you know, poor <laughs> Ashley. It was usually like this moment of victory because, you know, I don't have to deal with Ashley for another segment. <laughs> but, you finally got a little bit of a break. Right, exactly. Well, let's go ahead and move on to graphics. Oh, so I gave graphics a 9 out of 10. Um, I gave it a 9 out of 10 as well. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it looks really good. Now, I played the Wii version, and I think that... Do you usually play the Wii version, too? Although you've played a lot of them. Oh, I've played it on just about every platform. I will not play it on, uh, like, a phone, but I've played it on everything else, pretty much. Do do the graphics Um, vary any between the different versions? Yes, they do. Um, So... There's a general consensus that the PS2 version is the weakest. It's just a little more muddled, um, uh, not as crisp graphic-wise. GameCube is definitely a favorite amongst most people. Sure. But as you as you go along, they have re-released the game. They re-released it for current gens, PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch, and they sort of made them look a little bit better on those platforms. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, but it still it holds up today. It's it's actually a really gorgeous game, especially if you examine uh, treasures. Yeah, sure. It's that's one thing I used to do when I was first playing this game on the GameCube. I would actually sit in my inventory of treasures and examine something and I would let it just turn on my screen and just admire it. It was just fun and uh, I definitely loved um, the graphics. It is really neat to see all the different details that they put into these items that aren't used in any overworld sense. Like, you can only see them in your inventory. You you know, that's the only chance that you get to really, like, look at them. Like, some, like, some of the key items that you use, like, um, you know, keys that are used for doors or whatever, you can examine them and sometimes they kind of pop up on, you know, your your screen when you're playing but like some items are only visible through the menu and for them to put that kind of detail in an item that isn't really even used is very interesting and and it's it's neat it's really neat to see that um they they put a lot into this game graphically it's impressive and it still holds up today it's still so many parts of it are still really gorgeous I think my only complaint about the graphics were that they were a little funky when it comes to, like, stuff popping through walls. And, like, I was fighting that boss. I can't... I don't don't know his name. I don't know any of the names. Um, The one that was in the suspended, like, platform. The suspended cages? Yeah. Yeah. And he, like... He was walking off the edge of the platform, and obviously it wasn't affecting him because he's not (laughs) supposed to be out of bounds, but, like, he's just walking around out there, and it was really weird. It was, you know, it was just just, a strange They're just giving him a, they're giving him a break. He's so big, you know? Like, he can just hang out out of bounds and just let him do his thing out there. That's, it is, and it just, you know, it seemed out of place. Like, when you're talking grab, like, it's not a big deal. It didn't affect the game in any way. It just was, there were a few weird moments like that where, you know, enemies were popping in and out of walls. Oh, you could see their arms through doors. Right, Their weapons through doors. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, otherwise, it would have been a 10 out of 10. But, like, when you're talking, you know, GameCube era, even Wii era, like, it's... It looks better than some, like, 
some of the more modern Wii games. Like, you know, it came out in 2007 on the Wii, and, like, you look at games that came out after that, they still don't look as good as Resident Evil does. So, you know, definitely... They, they really... Yeah, they really put so much into this game. This they game really was well-made, and it's a full game. There's so many things to unlock. Um, I feel like they're doing that less and less these days. It's more about DLC and updates now, and nobody seems to really be putting out complete full games. Yeah. But this was a complete full game. It's something to definitely um, admire. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the size of the game anyway is something to marvel at. Like, you have... It's really broken down into, like, three segments. You've got the village, you've got the castle, and you've got the island. And each one of those areas are very unique to each other, and they're full areas for you to explore to some degree. Like, the castle area, you can roam that entire castle as much as you want. Like, you can go back and forth, and it really doesn't matter. But once you get oh, to yeah. the island, there's no going back, you know? So, you know, some of those areas, it's it's neat to have that freedom to roam around. But, like, the village seemed kind of odd in that way that you can't, you know, it's, it's not like this open-world village for you to explore. It's these very narrow segments that you can check out. But still, I mean, this is a huge game. Like, these maps are really pretty big. Oh, yeah. I mean, if anything, um, these games, if they're ever sort of remade, remastered... Um, there's so much space in this game that they could actually add more things to. In my oh, opinion. yeah, absolutely. There's, there's sort of empty areas that they could totally throw more enemies or just something interesting in those yeah, areas. Yeah, I could see them adding more puzzles like they do with some of the remakes that they've done so far. Um, and I think some segments really need more puzzles. And I guess, you know, while we're talking about gameplay, we may as well just go into the gameplay segment. <laughs> um, you know, the village had like no puzzles in it. And I mean, there were very few, but I, yeah, that's like what I loved about Resident Evil one is all the puzzles all the way along the way. And, you know, I'm playing this first like third of the game in the village and I'm like, man, I haven't had like hardly any puzzles and I was getting very discouraged. And then we made it to the right. castle and I'm like, yes, you know, puzzles galore <laughs> and mysteries to solve. And I'm like, I'm all over that. I like that stuff. Yeah, the puzzles that come to mind for the village before you get to the castle, there was only a few. Um, they were all around the church. So Right, because that was your goal, really, is to find the church to rescue Ashley. Right. They were very simple puzzles, too. Right. Oh, yeah, there there was the one in the... the um the courtyard, the um the cemetery courtyard where you had to like figure out the different um the different the families. On the... Yeah. Yep. Um that's that's the only one that comes to mind in the village. I I know that you had to go pick up the key to get into the church, but like that's that not, wasn't really yeah, puzzling. That's definitely not a puzzle. No, um, the ones that I can think of are definitely the cemetery headstone symbol, uh, one that is in the back of the church. You get the little yeah. hat's eye that goes in the beer sign. Um, oh, right. Yep. In, inside of the church, there is a puzzle, but it's sort of like a baby puzzle because it's so simple. You match up the different color 
um oh right projections yeah um yeah. to the center one and that was pretty simple yeah i do remember that it's probably so simple that i just like uh, yeah, oh, yeah done move on you know um, definitely the the most simple though was um the symbol on the door that you just had to turn like right or left and then up it was the um the symbol that the los illuminados oh had yeah. everywhere to open the door yeah i vaguely remember that too it's I you know the village had the only... very small puzzles and i'm sure that that's partially yeah. like an introductory to you know what the game was going to offer but i think that they they should have been more puzzle heavy through the whole game and that that kind of fell short for me i think maybe that's because they did want a fresh new resident evil game when they made resident evil 4 and they wanted to implement more action and less survival horror they definitely so, managed that there was a lot of action <laughs> in this game <laughs> right so uh, that makes sense to me then that they'd have less puzzles right? just because there's just so much more grounds to explore. So many varied things to do, right. like just way more than just puzzles. It is funny to me though, that it's so linear. Like I, again, coming from the limited background that I have in resident evil, resident evil one is like, here's the mansion you kind of have full range to it as long as you have a key. Like, explore, figure it out. Where this game is very like, okay, go here, do this. Go here, do this. Go here, do this. And it just, it gives you a hallway, kill some zombies along the way, or avoid them, and you make it to the next area. So it's like, yeah. I don't know, I kind of missed that too. But again, on its own, it's it's not bad. It's just, it is very linear. Oh, like, no. you'll notice that. It is definitely linear, although if you know what you're doing, backtracking can definitely prove worth your while. And sometimes when you backtrack, you sort of go off the beaten path to get to these special places where you'll get rewarded for backtracking. Right. So in the game, there's this area in the castle, you wouldn't have known about it uh, playing for your very first time. So you sort of missed it, but once you get Ashley after Luis dies, you can sort of backtrack and go back to the the maze area. Hmm. And before you hit the maze area by the fountain, there's there's a door that's locked and you have to sort of push Ashley through a window above you and drop down and unlock it for you. Oh. And inside, yeah. And inside is, I believe, the broken butterfly, um, oh, okay. some gold, some healing items, and uh, a perfume bottle. That yeah. is definitely I remember, worth backtracking. I remember that area having a handful of doors that could be unlocked. And once I made it through that, that maze, I just assumed that I was done and moved on. I, it didn't even occur to me to go back. I do know that you can get the treasure map... And that treasure map kind of can guide you to stuff that you haven't picked up. And Yeah, the, those are I pretty was, useful. When I was playing in the village, I had that map and I'm like, okay, well, I, you know, I'm going to get a little further and then I'll go back and pick up some stuff. Well, after you fight the like big fish, 
um, you make it to that little, <laughs> to like the other side. But if you backtrack from there, the enemies get significantly harder. And so my goal was to like, okay, I, I beat the fish boss. I'm going to go back and check out some stuff before I move on. Well, I go back and everybody's significantly harder. And I'm like, nope, nope. We're just going to move on. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, I'm oh, not yeah. going to fight it. I'm just going to move. So, you know, for, for that part, for that part, there's, I think that they give you more enemies because there is nothing to backtrack to. And they sort of don't want you to backtrack at that point. I think so, at one point I, when I did that, I crossed back over the boat, um, over the lake, like immediately after killing the fish, it, I got the cut scene. It became night out and it was like drizzle raining out. And I backtrack immediately and I got that cut scene where the dogs like jumped out and like grew the tentacles and whatever. And I'm like, nope, nope, I'm out of here. Never, <laughs> I had never seen that before. That was so crazy to see the dog with ten, uh, tentacles just waiting on the dock for you. That That's was so crazy. Weird. It's weird. To, you know, I've here, never seen it. I've never played the game before and I'm experiencing things that you've played a hundred times and have never seen. That's, that's strange. And maybe it was just yeah. a glitch. I, I don't even know. I have no idea. Oh, no, definitely, definitely not a glitch, but, um, well, what the game will do in general is assess how well you're doing in the game. Yeah. And it will give more enemies or take away more enemies. So it sold my. So, it, it, it gave me like a sucky rating, <laughs> and it was like, well, we'll we'll give you an extra like little cutscene thing, and <laughs> that's how I felt the game behaved with me most of the time. Like, oh gosh. yeah, you suck so bad. We're just gonna give you one enemy instead of sixteen. <laughs> you know. I was so surprised. There were things that happened in your game with the enemies that I had never seen before. Like um, the part in the castle where uh, Ashley is lowering a bridge. Um, normally, yeah, you have to lift her of... up onto the two different sides to like crank the wheel or whatever. Is right. that yeah? Okay. Yeah, but right before that, when you when the stairs come down for you to get to that area, mm. normally there's gosh, um, I think like four or more scythe guys coming down the steps at you that throw the scythes at you. Oh yeah. With um, like the gold masks. Yeah. And they're supposed to be there. I got them like every time. And I was so surprised when you lowered the stairs and there was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the game was taking pity on me. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, but that made it enjoyable. I had never seen these things in the game before. You've never sucked honest, so bad at the game. That's why. Well, <laughs> That's what it is. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. But, no, it's fine. I'm terrible. It's, it's good. Uh, uh, you'll get better if you play more. Yeah. I, <laughs> I hope you do. I, but, I, um, but that's, that was my point. It made it so much more enjoyable to have somebody who had never played this game before. Like everybody has played this game. <laughs> so watching, so watching you play was really cool because you got to see like how somebody who didn't know anything about it would react to the game and what would happen basically. And it was really cool. And yeah, okay. It was a little rough for you in certain spots. <laughs> Yeah, and, um, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it, but but it was enjoyable. I had literally never seen some of the things that happened in your game. Hmm. That's interesting. 
Well, let's uh, let's talk about <laughs> Ashley a little bit because she she's so oh, frustrating. She's so frustrating. <laughs> However, okay, so as if there's people listening to this that's never played the game before, Ashley is basically an escort mission. And every time you have her, you have to watch her back as well as your own, and you have to make sure you don't accidentally shoot her in the face with your shotgun. That is kind of difficult because she doesn't always crouch when you have your shotgun, and I don't know why. I shot her, I think, like three or four times in the back of the head because she didn't crouch down. So anyway, um, she it's kind of tough to have to watch her back. Luckily, she gets herself kidnapped several times throughout the game, so you don't have to constantly constantly watch for her uh but there was one segment and there may be more but there was only one in the game that i played um where you actually take control of ashley and you get to roam around and do some stuff and that was really cool i actually really liked that like there's yeah there's a sense of fear knowing that you have no defense mechanism and your character runs disgustingly slow as it is (laughs) And all you all you can do is just roam these creepy hallways, knowing that the knights are going to probably try and chop your head off, but just continuing on anyway. And I really liked that. It was it was a different feel for the game, even though it was such a small segment. It was just I don't know. It was neat. I did like that part too. That one was really interesting. I liked the the knights in particular. Um, and yeah, when you use her, she is definitely powerless. So it was a lot of fun getting to experience that. Yeah, and then the zombies do attack in those certain rooms, and you have to throw, or you can you can avoid them, or you could throw some like lanterns or something at them to burn them up. And yeah, I, just that strategy changes the way you think about your surroundings. Like normally, it's like, well, I could try to avoid them, or I could just shoot them with the shotgun. Where with Ashley, you have one choice: avoid them at all costs, and it just changes the dynamic of the game. Yeah, and I I can say though, like sometimes when I do replay the game and I'm not playing on a um, like another round of my file. Yeah, playing her the first time with um, minimal health, like on that particular playthrough. When I do that part, it is, it still sort of like scares me a little bit because I know she could just easily die. So it still does that after playing so many times. Yeah, I can see that. being defenseless. They give you an exact amount of lanterns to throw. Right. And so if you miss, you can miss them. Yeah. If you miss them, they'll still be alive. And then you have to deal with that while you try and open gates and escape. Yeah, that's interesting. It's too bad they didn't do that more often because that aspect alone, like they could have utilized that in so many different areas. And I don't know, that's it's too it bad. It would have been kind of cool to have Ashley have maybe one or two more little segments of what she's up to yeah. or trying to do. Yeah, um, that's true. Like trying to escape in the game. or yeah. Because, I mean, she's captured so many times. How hard would it have been to just add a few of those segments in? <laughs> well, the game is huge. You're asking so much. Just kidding. <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're right. I, I might be asking a little much. What haven't we talked about yet? Oh, um, movement. Like, okay, so the movement is very different from Resident Evil 1. It's the over-the-camera shoulder, or over-the-shoulder camera, and, you know, it's... But is still tank controls? It It's slow. I think that that's the biggest problem. Like, he's... He, Lehan is still really slow. 
I do wish that they would have moved him up, like his speed up just a little bit more or given you, you know, uh, a special herb that let you, you know, like maybe some speed, you know, drugs or something that would help you move a little bit faster for a limited amount of time. Um, he does move slower depending on your, uh, damage, but still he seems slow. Yeah, he he definitely is. Tank controls um, definitely aren't fast in any game you play with tank controls. But I would have, I, I mean, I'm happy with the tank controls. I'm like the one out of a million who actually enjoys tank controls. But um, I would have been happy if they let you sort of slowly move while you were aiming. Yeah. So if they let you do that, like back up while you're aiming and you can still shoot instead of just having him like planted wherever he is when you aim that would have maybe made it a little better yeah i i didn't mind like i didn't mind that you had to do the quick turn around to be able to turn around um, oh my god i, I know i, I didn't do it enough quick turn so many times <laughs> and you didn't it would have made things a little easier for you and I know. maybe some things a little faster reaction time but it's just oh, I... <laughs> when you're when you're playing it like my focus is destroy the enemy and like sometimes just like stepping backwards and just backing up because most of the time the enemies move pretty slow anyway so like just backing up slowly is enough to give you a chance to reload or give you a chance to you know take aim um but yeah i could have i could have used this quick turnaround way more than i did but yeah, I mean, overall, the movements weren't bad. They just, I, I think that they were just slow. Yeah, they they definitely were slow, I, which I didn't mind. I personally don't like to, say, speedrun a game. Mm-hmm. I don't like to skip parts. I don't like to just run through it. I enjoy my games, and I enjoy Resident Evil 4. There's so much to look at. There's so much to notice. They put so much into this game. Right. And... I really don't mind like just the walk or slow jog around the whole the whole game. Like I enjoy that. Just just take it slow and take it all in as you go. Pretty much. I never get tired of it. I've played it a million times. It still looks great to me. <laughs> Something that I liked about this game, oh, at least the port that I played, because I played it on the Wii, you get that chance to kind of always be aiming. So, you know, even though your gun's not drawn, your cursor's always on the screen. So, like, you have the opportunity right. to always be, like, prepared to shoot something even if you're not ready to actually fire. So, you know, you're always, you always have that sense, which it sounds like the other ports of the game aren't quite as easy with. The Go- Wii version's definitely the easiest uh, control-wise, but I do think that the Wii version is actually the best because of that as well it feels more intuitive to aim with something with emotion you know with the motion control right so how does the other games how do you aim with the other games like obviously you're not going to use a wii remote on the ps2 so is it just like is the crosshair in the center of the screen and then you move (laughs) it from there or you know how does that work it's aiming with uh, the thumbstick. You ready up with, say, a back button, like the GameCube version, and then you move around with the left thumbstick, gotcha. and you just aim. It's it's harder, obviously, because with the Wiimote, you can just simply point wherever you want, 
it's so much easier. I'm happy that you suggested that I played the Wii version because it did make it a lot <laughs> easier. Like I was really I was really reserved about using the Wii remote just because I know how finicky the Wii remote can be when it comes to trying to aim. But once you get the hang of it, it's so like it's so easy to react to things. And oh, like yeah. I said before, the zombies come at you so slow that you have the opportunity <laughs> to really get a good headshot in if you need to, even though I still That's suck true. at it. <laughs> well, you you can uh, always brush up on those skills with all the other <laughs> modes you unlocked, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But definitely, when I suggested the Wii version, I wasn't suggesting it because it was the easiest, but definitely because the controls seem really fluid. Um, they seem intuitive. They just seem, like, perfect for the game for what it is right? Um, versus a controller. Even though I do love um, the GameCube version, the Wii version, in my opinion, is the best just because it's so fluid right? with the gameplay. I do also really like how the items are spread out. You know, all the zombies have a chance to drop items, you know, and then all of the, the vases and the boxes, everything has this opportunity to drop items for you. And it feels like that, you know... I spent a lot of time with low ammo and maybe low health, but I was never like out and that made it, oh. it made it like perfect. Like I feel like everything was very leveled out, you know? Yeah. Um, so I will tell you right now, it's because you sort of struggled with the game <laughs> that <laughs> the game gave you a lot more health and ammo than it would maybe normally give. I had never seen so many enemies in one spot drop um, green herbs. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. No, I, I'll, I'll take it. It's fine. Hey, you know what? I beat the freaking game. That's what mattered. <laughs> yeah, I was so happy when you beat it. Seriously, I was like, yay. <laughs> um, I think the only moment that I wanted to blow the game up was probably the the cruise crosser fight. Oh, Krauser, yeah. Krauser, yeah, there we go. Um, and I even had to rewatch this part to make sure I wasn't crazy. Like, because, you know, in the heat of it, yeah, it can be kind of frustrating and annoying. And, you know, when I was playing it, I was frustrated and very much annoyed. And I just wanted to quit and not play the game again. Though I have this, like, <laughs> dedication to do the podcast and beat the game. So I did it. But man, it was like it was it, it was seemed, the knife thing. Like I was hard. I was trying it, to I was trying to knife him because that was this that was your suggestion. It was like, okay, well make an effort to knife him, but the knifing mechanism is stationary. Like you have very minimal movement and the timing has to be so precise that it was so much easier for me to just take him out with a couple rounds of, you know, the shotgun or, you know, the pistol as opposed to trying to knife him in those situations. Now, in hindsight, while rewatching it again, I realized that if I just let him do his thing, while he's attacking me, he will eventually run up to me and then the quick action events come up and he will do his thing and disappear. But like in the heat of it, I'm just like, die, you know, I don't care what it takes. I'm going <laughs> to use all my ammo and just kill you. But that's not how the game was meant. That's not how the game was designed to be played. Right. 
And, you well, know, um, I, again, now that I know it would be easier the second time, but I didn't know. I would definitely suggest the knife the next time you try. The game actually hints at this earlier in the game when Leon and Ada sort of have their little meetup and um, he pulls out a knife. He tells her next time use a knife. It works better for close encounters. Well, oh, yeah. later on, later on, you have that close encounter with Krauser. And it is all about sort of trying things out. You might die a couple of times before you get the timing right. But using the knife is so easy on Krauser. You slice him as he is trying to hit you when he does his little slow pullback. You hit him and then he'll he'll fall on one knee and then you slice him again. And you can sort of do that over and over again. And the knife does a lot of damage to him. Well, um, yeah, because he's bare-chested half the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the knife is definitely the way to go. When you figure out the knife on Krauser, it makes that, that boss battle just easy. Super easy. Yeah, the last segment of that fight is really more so like the rest of the boss fights. Like, you just have to deal enough damage. Once you've figured out his pattern, then you can just take him down. And that part was simple. But it was everything in between. All the filler crap where he just shows up out of nowhere, and he does a somersault, and then he knifes you like 600 times, (laughs) and then he blows you away with a grenade... And it just, it was so, it was so frustrating. And every time I tried to pull the knife out, I'm just like swinging the Wii remote and Leon's just like, yeah, yeah. And it seems so like (laughs) non-significant, you know? Yeah. Before you get to the final fight with him, I mean, you wouldn't know until you started really playing it. So it's not your fault that you didn't know, but yeah, you can't kill him until, you know, the the very end of that area when you do the actual yeah, fight. Yeah, and I think so I wasted, just... like, ten rounds of the <laughs> the revolver ammo. I was so mad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was screaming. I was screaming at the screen, like, no! <laughs> like, no. Because if you get the knife thing down, you can, you can knife him when he confronts you along the way, too. And it, once you do enough damage, he'll throw his little flash grenade and be gone, and you'll be able to kind of go a few feet to the next area. Yeah, I think if I'd have just stuck with the pistol the whole time, I could have just used the pistol and just shot him in the head a couple times, and he would have disappeared without wasting, you know, expensive ammo on him. But again, you know, you don't know until you've played the game that, yeah, maybe you shouldn't use your revolver ammo on this segment, you know? But yeah, uh, it is what and, it is. And definitely for Krauser, though, he moves so fast, especially when he's confronting you before the actual battle, just right and left. Um, using a gun is just problematic. Hmm. So that that's just another reason to use the knife. It's just all about timing and right. sort of figuring it out. Right. Um, so for gameplay, I, did we already say our scores? I don't know. I gave it an eight out of 10. What'd you give for it? For a gameplay? Yep. I gave it a 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, it's a great game. It's a great game. I fully enjoy it. It's amazing. Just, I, I don't know if you realize it, but there's so many ways you can actually play Resident Evil 4. You can play with just a knife. You can play to where you sort of find spots 
where you can have the advantage and waste very little ammo, or you can just go ham and just explode everybody all over the place. There's so many strategies you can come up with when you play Resident Evil 4. It's got crazy replayability. The gameplay is phenomenal. So yeah, 10 for me. (laughs) And, And once you get through the game, you unlock all these extra modes, like... You have the pro mode, I think, where you can replay or you can play the game on, like, the hardest difficulty. But then you also have all these, like, extra story contents that follow, like, Ada's trap or trip through the the world and, um, I don't know, just, like, other, oh, yeah, you know, you, variations. Um, after you beat it the first time, you, I think you have to play it on normal. I could be wrong about that, but if you play it and beat it on normal, you do unlock pro. So then you can play on easy, normal, or pro. Um, And what you unlock after you beat the game is um, separate ways, which is an Ada thing. Um, You unlock mercenaries, which is a really fun, kind of challenging, like, like kill as many as you can, get as many points in a limited amount of time sort of game. And you can use Leon, Krauser, Ada just different characters and the other there should be another mode too it's one with ada but it's like at a different time all i know is that one (laughs) of them she's wearing like a cop uniform and has like i don't know it's it's very different right um yeah she's trying to retrieve uh plaga samples in one of them and the other she's just trying to go through doing her own bits in it and when you see her segments you can actually understand more of what's happening to leon too yeah i kind of figured as much the little bit that i played from it um she was heading towards the church to ring the bell which right in leon's version he is being surrounded by zombies and when the bell rings then all the zombies go into the church and make make their way to the church leaving him alone so like right. you know i didn't know you know until until i started playing that segment i'm like oh there that's why you know it was her trying to help him yeah. out a little bit yeah you don't know until you play her little side missions yeah and that's that's a cool mode to have so anything else gameplay wise you want to bring up uh i just i just think there's so many things to do in this game there's so many ways to play basically i just think it's impressive what they did in 2005 right um, yeah, I mean, thinking, is- thinking of this game on a gamecube blows my mind how many discs was it on the gamecube was it two? Resident Evil 4 should be two discs okay. yeah yeah that's that's crazy it's a huge map it's a huge game yeah. for for the GameCube to be able to handle. Definitely. I don't know. They they really polished this game. It's 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 complete. It's a complete game. You yeah, really just really don't is. don't see that nowadays. Right, exactly. Cuz a lot of those extra modes and stuff would be DLC. And now yeah. I gave it an A. I think some of the things that could have been a little better was like, you know, add a few more puzzles. I don't know. I guess that was my biggest complaint is that I really, I really liked the puzzle aspect in Resident Evil 1 and I was expecting more of that in Resident Evil 4. But like, I understand where they're going with it. It's just something that when, when I played that first, you know, that first third of the game and there's very little puzzles, I'm just like kind of disappointed. I'm like, this is just a regular like shooter type game. It improved as we went along and I really, I love the castle segment. I think that was like the the best part of the entire game was being in that castle because it's so, 
it was very much Resident Evil 1, you know, and, and that made it oh, yeah. so much more fun. That's probably my biggest complaint, is that I really liked the puzzle aspect, and I was disappointed to see that, you know, toned back a little bit. Yeah, that's definitely a staple for the original Resident Evils. From Resident Evil 4 on, it's just a lot less puzzles overall compared to the originals. Hmm. It's just how they how they decided to take the series, Yeah, sadly. Yep. Well, let's go ahead and move on to music. For the most part, I thought the music was really good, but there was definitely, like, two spots in particular that I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is so annoying. Like, there was a noise in one, <laughs> of the, one of the songs that just kept repeating, and I was tired of it, and I think it was maybe during a boss fight or something, and I don't, I don't remember what segment it was exactly, but it was like this noise that just kept repeating, and I was tired of it. And then the, um, the crew, crew every single time I, I struggle with this dude's Krauser? name, Krauser, yes. <laughs> During his like segment, he had some weird glitch in my game. I don't know if it's like this in all the Wii versions or in all the versions, but it was like this like crackly. It was weird. I don't know. I don't know what was going on during that, but it just the the exactly, huh? Yeah, it was terrible. Like I rewatched it again, again because I was watching that fight. And was, yeah, was it just was it just a fight, or was it a whole area? It was that whole area because as soon as you get into that area where you have to fight him, like that music kicks up, and it's like this girdly bass sound, but I think it's too low for the system to handle it because I had my headphones plugged directly into the TV. So like my headphones can handle the noise, but then when I listen back to it on my computer, it was still there. So it was like, it was generated mm. from the game itself. So I don't know what it was, but it was like, it was toning down the vocals. Like as you know, there was conversations happening that, conversation was like being muted because of the weird like sound in the background i don't know it was bizarre but it threw me off and i didn't like it <laughs> hmm. yeah well i enjoyed what music the game had i don't feel like it was that varied with music though there's only a few spots where the music stood out to me one was when you're saving on the typewriter Yes, sort of I love that the sound. The save, that very atmospheric, great. very atmospheric. And then the other would have to be... Well, on the island, there was music that played quite often. Um, and that music was okay. But for the most part, it had a lot of sounds versus music in this game. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, a lot of chanting... Like yeah. creepy chanting. Yeah, I like um, that. Oh god, you can hear chanting in the castle area when there's no enemies around and it makes you paranoid and you're just <laughs> like, are there enemies coming at me? <laughs> That's like, because they like hide in the walls like 24-7. <laughs> in the walls. Yeah, they just hang out in the walls. Um, I liked all of the sound effects from all of the enemies. Like, some of them had some crazy oh, yeah. scream, and, s like, the... I think the guys that had the um, taser sticks, oh, they had yeah, some, like, crazy scream that they would do but when they saw you. Oh, yeah. Scary. And then, uh, like, all the monsters sounded really cool. Like, the slow-moving monsters that had the, like, parasites that you had to snipe out. 
those were like super creepy. Like in general, the sounds that they made, slow, like yeah, shuffling, moaning. Yeah, yeah, those. That's definitely the creepiest sound out of an enemy in the entire game. I remember that that enemy was like ever since I started playing it in high school. I remember everybody just hating the regenerators. Because they were just so creepy, and the noises they made were so creepy. They are super creepy. Like, as soon as I walked into that room where there was the one uh, the one generator laying on the table, I'm like, he's going to get up, and he's going to kill me. I could feel it. I knew that that's where they were going. And sure enough, as soon as I activated whatever it was in that room, I think I turned off the uh, the AC unit or whatever, the, the cooling unit, and they thawed out and came to life i'm like oh oh i'm dead i'm done <laughs> like no more of that <laughs> that part is so scary because you're you presumably stayed in that room where you got the special scope and there's so little space in that room so when he shows up you really have to be on point with your aiming or you're gonna take damage yep so yeah that's definitely the scariest scariest monster and yeah, his sounds are just, like, super creepy. Right. So, yep. so yeah, as in music and sound in general, I did give it a 9. Okay, I gave it a 7. I did. Uh, you know, again, going back to the g- weird glitchiness sounds, um, that was probably the worst of it. I did notice that there was a little bit of looping in some of the tracks, too, for the background. If I stayed in the area for a bit too long, which I did because I struggled, you would notice this, like lull in the music and then it would kick back up again so it's like oh there's a loop spot and i don't like when you notice that in a video game it takes you out of it because you're distracted Mm. by the music you know i would rather there be this seamless loop to it that yeah it's the same sound it's the same background music that's playing but like it seamlessly loops so you don't notice And yeah, maybe that... I was uh, maybe I was examining my treasures too closely to notice, but <laughs> I have never experienced just the end of a track and it's sort of like being noticeable enough. Um, I'll I'll have to send it, you some when clips. it restarts. I'll have to send you some yeah, clips because I've got some and and it's noticeable yeah. and it's like whoa, you know, you notice when it happens and it I pulls you out of the like game. To, yeah, I would definitely like to check that out because I do not recall ever experiencing that. And when I was watching you on stream, I did hear what you were talking about with this strange sound crackling, but I had personally never come across that when I've played mine. That's so I'm weird. really not sure. I'm not sure what that is, but that has never been in any of the games that I've ever played <laughs> of Resident Evil 4. Yeah, it felt like when the weed tried to spin up that track, it was like corrupted or something. And it just, it sounded so weird. It was very, very strange. But, you know, again, that could have just been a glitch in the the gameplay that I had. You know, because that's the only gameplay that I have to score it off of. So that's right. what hurt the mu- my music score. Um, so, I mean, between those two things, I brought it down to a seven. I mean, there wasn't anything that really stood out to me. Um, the voice acting was really good. It wasn't terrible. Agreed. I mean, there wasn't any moments that I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I you know, standing ovation <laughs> feeling. Certainly, uh, certainly wasn't as cringy as some of the previous games for sure. Resident Evil 1's voice acting was so bad that it was great. <laughs> 
where yeah, this, this game was like just it. good. <laughs> like, you know, that's all. Yeah, this one was definitely really good voice acting. The jokes in it, not so much. No. But uh-uh. the, the voice acting was great. I, I also had problems with Ashley constantly like, Leon, help me. Leon, help me. Leon, just shut oh. up, Ashley. Just be quiet. <laughs> like, I'm right here. <laughs> I mean, again, you're, you're I get where the game is going with it, but like, come on, you know? You're not important, Ashley. <laughs> um, yeah, she she gets annoying. I think the tone of her voice actor sort of grates on me a little bit. It's not that the voice actress is um, bad, but the tone of it definitely isn't. Um, it does a toll. Nice to hear. Uh, however, Leon's voice actor for four is my favorite that has ever voiced Leon. I think he just, it's perfectly Leon. If I think of Leon, I think of this voice actor just talking. What, I guess I don't, you know, I don't have any background with Leon. So like, I don't, I don't know the different voice actors, but I don't, how many games is Leon even in? I know he's in two. Yeah, Leon's in two. He's in four. He's in six. And do they all have different voice actors? The first one that he was in is not the same as four. Okay. And I don't remember the sound of his voice in six because I didn't play six very much. <laughs> okay. Did not like that one. But it's definitely different <laughs> from two. What about like the, the remake of two? Um, he doesn't sound bad, but it is a different voice actor. Okay. Interesting. He was sort of given an overhaul. I I really liked Leon's voice actor too. I it fit his personality pretty well. It was um, perfect, right? Yeah, it was. And I really liked some of the enemies too. Like even though Salazar's freaking voice was cringy, like it was meant to be. Like he was <laughs> meant to be annoying, and he was meant to be taunting. And you know, I liked that. That was cool. Yeah, agreed. I I honestly, I think all the voice acting in Resident Evil 4 was good. It was all good. There was nobody in particular who stood out in a bad way. Yeah, agreed. Other than maybe Ashley, just because she is so helpless. <laughs> and you don't want to hear her, and you just want to put her in a trash can and call her <laughs> you later. You do, yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> I yeah. did. I did use the trash can um, mechanism a couple times. I don't know, is... is do you, sorry. Let me think before I talk. Do you <laughs> see the trash can after the the village? Because I think that that was the only time that I had actually seen the trash cans that you could use. Yes, there's there's other trash cans. I don't remember any in the castle area. Yeah, I don't. But think there, was. there there are the little hide her trash cans in the village and on the island. I mean, you don't really use Ashley a whole lot in the castle. I think you have her for a very small segment when you first enter the castle, and then you have her for a very small segment before you fight the f- the Salazar, like, right before you leave the castle. And, like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good, she gets because... Kidnapped. <laughs> she gets kidnapped so many times in the castle. It's well, like, and I mean, from a story point of view, it makes sense because the whole point is they need her to, you know, finish off this master plan. But still, I don't know. She she gets kidnapped so many times. Although, again, from a gameplay point of view, too, I don't mind having her gone because she was just kind of annoying and tough to 
have to let her tag along. Right. I almost wish they gave her an item that she could sort of maybe defend herself with a little bit or uh, cause a little bit of a distraction or something. What would have been cool is if she had her own inventory that you could have given her some items to utilize, like healing items. Like, if you could just give her some healing items that she would automatically, the AI would use for you sometimes. Like, oh, hey, you're super low on health. Here's, you know, a, a healing item to help you not die right now. That, that would be they cool. They sort of did do that with Resident Evil 5. They introduced, you know, just like a partnership where you can give the other one ammo and health. They did it in um, Resident Evil 0 as well. Hmm. Um, so the AI would use bullets. I don't think they healed themselves in Resident Evil 0, but if you gave them bullets or a knife, they used it. Yeah, that it would have been a little helpful with Ashley if she'd have had that option. Well, well like... <laughs> Like, Silent Hill 4 is also sort of like an escort mission uh, type game because you get this this girl named Eileen and she has a purse, right? And there's got to be a brick in that purse because she smacks enemies like the whole time you're trying to escort her around. Like, at least give Ashley something. Give her a brick. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> give her something. Exactly. <laughs> For what it was, it wasn't terrible. It's just, man, she would just get in the way. Like I said, I shot her in the head like maybe two, three times on accident. <laughs> I shot her once on purpose. Oh, um, you grenaded her a couple times. Too. Oh yeah, you're right. I did, and that was on accident <laughs> mostly. Um, yeah, there it was, was just funny. There was one time I was in the uh, I was in that big circle room with the uh, the knights coming after. Yeah, me. that's when. That's when you threw it and it bounced right at her and yeah. She was on the other side of the door, but like it still hurt her because at some point I had asked her to come to me and she was just stuck like right at the door. So because of that, the grenade hurt her and a darn near killed her too. I think she was left with like the sliver of health left. Yep. If, if you breathed on her, she'd probably die. Yeah, probably. Yeah, she had nothing. She had nothing left. Did you ever end up uh, fitting all your random treasures to the right pieces, by the way? Or did you sell them all individually? For the most part, I think I got most of them. I think the Stein was the only one that I didn't combine together correctly because I missed one of the gems to pick up. But I think I missed it in, like, the village. So there was no going back. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I really didn't need the money. I found myself really doing pretty good on money, but maybe that was the game going easy on me. I don't I don't really know. Possibly. If I mean if you do it on a harder mode, if you if you do it on pro, um, you don't have to do this, but there actually is sort of a money exploit that you can do um with chicken eggs. <laughs> right, yeah, the chicken eggs. Yeah, which I've done uh a handful of times you just gather as many of the chicken eggs in this area and they reset when you go through doors and um (laughs) yeah just sell them to the merchant you can make quite a bit of money really quick if you want it for like a pro round yeah that would be helpful i'm sure to upgrade as many weapons as you can to be able to defeat your enemies or just rocket launchers just buy rocket launchers so okay yeah speaking of (laughs) You can get the infinite rocket launcher. What the heck does that even mean? Is that like infinite rounds or it just you pick up yeah, rounds? Yeah, you, uh, you can shoot it as many times as you want. 
That's amazing. So basically, right? you could just replay the game, but like just to get the story. Like just go through the game, blow everything up. Like that would be fun. That would oh, yeah. be so much fun. It is. It is so much fun. I've done that like quite a few times where I unlock weapons like that after beating it or beating the different modes, and I just go through and blast everybody. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah, that's cool. That's really neat. Yeah, um, so I expect you to play again sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I I will I will make an effort to play again sometime. Overall thoughts, um, I gave it an 8 out of 10 for overall. Overall really is like the score of how you felt like everything came together and, you know, it's kind of your chance to give some of these low scores a boost. Um, like for you, it was your story score was pretty low, so this is kind of your opportunity to level some of that out and to give it a a score for how you think the game is as a whole. And for me, it was an eight. Like I had a really good time playing it. There was a few really annoying moments, but nothing that like a second playthrough. Now that I know, now that I've experienced the game, obviously it would be easier. But as like a first playthrough, it, there were quite a few annoying moments, but nothing that like hindered me from wanting to play the game. So an eight was a good spot. Yeah. Um, I gave it a 10. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Because to me, it's just got, it's got everything. It's got replayability. It's got gorgeous graphics for its time. Uh, For its time, it was very innovative, too. It was new. It was, it caused a ripple effect of this type of game, like, after it was made. Just sort Hmm. of the action-y horror type games. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I... I love this game. It's definitely in my top three beloved games ever. Um, to me, it's definitely a solid 10. It's something that I feel like everybody should play. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And there's, there is a ton of replay value to this game. Like, you know, now that I've played it once, I could easily pop this game in and just play it. Even if I didn't play it all the way through, just to play a little bit of it. Uh, it's, it really is that, that kind of game. Yeah, it's it's story driven, but it's like it's not heavy enough on the story that if you were to just jump in randomly, it's not going to affect anything. Like you you can pick back up and just kill zombies. That's what's fun, you know. Oh yeah. You'll you'll remember things too. Like yeah. when you play it again and again, and eventually you'll learn where all the little hidden treasures are. You won't need to look at the map. It's just fun. You just choose how you want to play, basically. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that gives my total score 40. Uh, what are you at? I think it's a 44, I think. 44. Okay. So that's a 84 out of 100. That is a solid B, which is good. I mean, that's, you know, it, it has its downfalls, but like still, a B is a really good score for, you know, I don't know, really a Wii game as a whole. Like not too many Wii games are that good. So I I enjoyed it. It's definitely one of the best. Yeah. I really enjoyed my time playing this game. Jinx, thank you so much for pushing me to play (laughs) this game because I don't think I would have otherwise. Or maybe it would have taken me some time to get there. I'm so happy you did, seriously. I was so happy watching you play. It was a little frustrating. I found myself, like, yelling at you, you know, while, while I was watching you stream. But overall, like, that's so entertaining. That's yeah. so entertaining to me. Yeah, so. it, it definitely is a unique take on 
you know, people who have been playing this game for years and years, like you, who know the layout, they know where they're going, they probably skip a lot of the cutscenes, just going, going at it. Where for me, I'm playing it for the first time, and I'm really trying to get the most out of it that I can, and not lose my mind. So, you know, I don't know. I I really enjoyed playing this game for what it had to offer. Um, I probably would play it again from time to time. I would. I'm super curious in the other modes. I think. Maybe in the weeks to come, I'll pick it up and play some of those other modes. Maybe I'll play it on um, on Twitch some more. Um, so you know, opportunities for people to check it out and and see see what else I I can bring to the table as far as experience goes. <laughs> well, I'll definitely be on there watching you if you do play it again for sure. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up this uh, this episode for Resident Evil 4. Um, the next podcast episode is scheduled to be Final Fantasy 7. I can't guarantee it's going to be, but we're, we're working on it. So, guys, make sure you check out um, everything at zapnight.com. Um, Jinx, thank you so much for doing this podcast with me. It's awesome. You're you know, really, really helping support here by, you know, being on all the streams and, and helping me with the podcast. So thank you so much. And, uh, it was a pleasure. And uh, guys, thank you again for listening to this episode and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.